Strap on your headphones, nerdlingers, because it's time to get your geek on. Who's got the latest? Who's got the greatest? Who puts dog thoughts in your head? Set your compasses north by northwest, ladies and babies. It's time to rhyme in the pines. It's time for 206 Geek! From the shores of the sound. Alright, alright. Hey, that's another episode of 206 Geek. I am your host, Todd. And uh, this is episode 015. That'd be episode 15, folks. Um, I know I have uh, I've been kind of lax on posting lately and it's probably because um well to be honest a lot of times i'm i'm kind of busy uh, you know being unemployed i'm i'm busy every day it seems like um i'm actually one of the reasons why i'm unemployed and i'm doing it and uh and and keeping well i'm i'm in the process of trying to get on um on disability because um it was something that my mom wanted me to do years ago and i never did because I wanted to prove her that I could do it without, without help. And, and the funny thing was, is um, I didn't get I didn't get government help, but I had family help, and my family is no longer able to really be that support system for me um, as much as they would like to. So um, I've been doing that for the last year and a half. So uh, a little bit of personal information that I probably wouldn't normally share, but you know what? I got uh I got my notification for my for my hearing uh which will be in August and uh you know positive thoughts and crossing fingers whatever it is you guys do please do uh, I I I need this and um it, it's I I I've been I've also been you know doing a lot of um trying to trying to make myself a better person um I've had a lot of, um, you know, I, 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 I spent my entire academic career in special ed, and I think, you know, I, um, you know, I've, I've had a number of jobs where I was let go for, um, just, you know, you're not working out, and, and not ever really knowing what it is I did, I don't, I didn't know really how to go about fixing that so that's what I've been working on I've been trying to figure out me and trying to figure out what it is I can do to make myself better um and um and it's it's things that would normally people would kind of let slide as you're younger uh, those kinds of things don't get don't let aren't being let slide anymore so that's one of the reasons that's the biggest reason why I'm doing this that you know, my family has been pushing me to do it forever, and I wanted to prove them wrong. And you know what? You know, it's it's hard for me to admit, but they are right. I should have been doing this a long time ago. So hopefully, the the judge will will uh, find me worthy of it, and I'll I'll be able to. You know, I'll be able to you know survive without having to you know, live off of other people, my family and friends, and, I mean, yeah, I, I know as, as soon as I said that, is, I realized how stupid that sounded, but anyways, on to the news, enough of my personal stuff that I probably shouldn't even be talking about on here, but anyways, you know, I, fi- I figured I would, you know, share that. I'm a, I'm a sharing kind of guy, I guess. Um, this last week, I went and saw, I went and saw Deadpool 2, and I already talked about Infinity War, but, I, you know, I, I, I didn't like how it ended, but I was told that it's, they, they didn't, there wasn't anything like a, hey, to be continued, or wait until, Part two comes out, nothing like that. So I was, I was like, wait, that's the end. So yeah, um, but yeah, Deadpool two, oh my god, was so funny. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, it was such a good movie. I'm definitely gonna be buying this movie as well. Um, I'm trying to think of things that have, you know what? I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Just, I'm just, just let it be known that. I really enjoyed it. I'm probably going to buy it when it comes out. I bought the first one because it was awesome. 
I remember a few scenes because they were really, really, really funny. I mean, there was, you know, and I'm I'm not a huge Deadpool guy, so I don't know a lot of the the in jokes that happened because there was quite a few. And um, let's see here. I think I, I think I found a, yes, I found a link with a list of all the all of the Easter eggs in Deadpool 2. So if you haven't seen it yet... Spoiler alert! You've been warned. Now's your chance to pause and go watch the movie and then come back and hit play. Alright, so... First on the list here... Um, comic creators. It looks like... Um, uh, writer Jerry... Or maybe it's Gary. Either way, it's G-E-R-R-Y. Duggan. Um, let's see, where does it say here? Deadpool makes a joke about a hack artist who can't draw feet. Cracking wise at his his co-creator Rob Liefeld. Why was it talking about this other dude? It didn't seem like it was even connected to. The Easter egg, but okay, there's that. Um, comic book references. Uh, Priors test during X Factor's first mission, you can spot an ice cream truck labeled Priors Treats. This is a reference to Cable's mother, Madeline Pryor, a clone of Jean Grey. It's complicated. Um, hope. Cable finally says the name of his daughter towards the end of the film, identifying her as Hope. This is also the name of an important mutant in the comics who Cable protected through, through time and raised as a surrogate daughter. Uh, and then it says here, Essex House for Mutant Re- Rehabilitation. Essex is the name of, an, of, of Nathan Essex, better known as Mr. Sinister. It's unsurprising to discover that this villain is behind the abuse, the abusive orphanage that might even have been that terribly creepy headmaster. Yeah. All right. Although we 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 uh, never thought we never knew how. We'll never know that now because he's roadkill. Right. Oh, that's right. Alright, Irene Merriweather, the reporter who covers Deadpool's first outing with the X-Men from the helicopter, was a major character in the Cable and Deadpool Deadpool series. While she doesn't seem to be joining the cast, uh, comics fans may still appreciate a cameo over no appearance at all. Death of X-Force the brutal slaughter of almost every member of the original X-Force reflects the events of X-Force number 116, uh, which all but two members are killed in their depicted mission. In their depicted mission, the inclusion of Zeitgeist X-Force comic leader um, makes it clear a clear reference to this key issue. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a pretty funny scene. <laughs> uh, let's see, Marvel Studios. Yeah, Deadpool makes a reference to uh, the, the cab driver, Depender, as Brown Panther, a clear reference to the recent success of Black Panther at Marvel Studios. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Deadpool also jokes about Domino's leather outfit when he refers to her as Black Black Widow. During her interview, <laughs> um, Josh Brolin gets a shout out for his other tw- 2018 superhero role. Superhero role? He wasn't really a superhero, dude. All right, as his role as Thanos. Then he's shushed by Dead when he's shushed by Deadpool. <laughs> um, and then he also. Uh, um, Brolin is called out again in uh, in this reference to his metal arm. Deadpool observes uh, 
that metal arms are becoming a fashion trend in superhero movies and and uh tends to to come come in threes he calls them a grumpy old fuck with a with a, with a winter soldier arm that was actually probably one of my favorite lines in that in that uh, part of the movie Let's see here uh Oh yes, uh, Juggernaut's lullaby. Now this, I recognize this almost immediately, and I was like, "That's funny." Uh, at one point during the fight, Deadpool tries to calm Juggernaut by telling him the sun is going, getting low. A reference to Black Widow's lullaby for calming the Hulk in the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, um, yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought. I mean, and, and for the most part, there, there's a lot of things I recognize, and there's a bunch of things that I totally missed. Like, there's a few of those I've already read off that I didn't, I didn't quite catch. Like the the first couple, I think, with like the the creators of the of uh, the comic and stuff. Let's see here, and then uh, when his powers are removed and he's and cancer is consuming his body, Deadpool jokes that he's a bone arrow away from being. As useful as Hawkeye. A particularly brutal joke after the sharps-sided Avenger was left out of the most recent movie. Yeah, yeah. I, You know what? I'd, I really think they're disrespecting Hawkeye, to be honest. Although, you know, he's no, he's no Green Arrow. So, that's just me, though. Um, and there, there is references to, to Logan and the other X-Men. Throughout the movie, let's see here. Why is my? I need to. I, I think I need to mute my phone too, because I don't know if you guys are hearing my phone going off, but it's all of a sudden become alive. It's chiming every few seconds here. It seems like. Uh, it says Deadpool jokes at the the X Mansion that they can't afford any of the good X Men, only to have doors closed by several recognizable heroes from the current team. Of team franchise including Beast and Professor X. Yeah, those are the only two that I recognized because it was up and gone really quick. I'm sure if I was to have a screenshot I would be able to identify the rest of them that were sitting at that table. But uh yeah. And I don't I don't believe that was the actual cast of um uh Days of Future Past or any of the other more current X-Men movies. But you never know, I guess. I, I'll have to wait for the screenshots to be available for me to look at or see the movie again. Which is something I'm not able to do right now because um, Movie Pass has made it so that you can only see a movie once. And uh, so they pretty much block the movie. After you've seen it, it says, you've seen this, you cannot see it again. Which sucks, by the way, if you ask me. I've, I've only seen a movie twice maybe a handful of times if that i think i've seen uh i saw star wars uh last jedi twice and i saw ready player one twice and i think that was it i don't think there was any other movies that i saw twice but apparently i'm i'm you know no longer allowed to do that all right so let's see here uh yeah, the bullet slice reference to the um, X-Men Origins Wolverine with that terrible, terrible Deadpool um, depiction. They made a lot of fun of that, actually. They're, um, I'm sure it's listed here. But, uh, yeah, it's listed right here. Anyways, you know what? I'm not going to read all of this because there's quite a bit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and just share this to social media so you guys can... You'll, you'll be able to find it on, on the Facebook page as well as Twitter. And you can read through the list if you have seen the movie. Uh, great. If you haven't, then um, you were already warned about spoilers for this. So, you know, you're on your own. So, alright. Let me go ahead and share that. And... Close that tab because I'm done with it. All right. And, you know, as I talked about in the last episode, um, Gotham is getting one last season. Season five will be its last. And according to comicbook.com, season five will adapt Batman Zero Year. 
and I don't know what zero year is, but I imagine it comes before year one. Or maybe it's just a different type of year one. I don't know, because I really didn't read the comics. I'm aware of year one only because there's an animated movie called Year One, which basically is when Batman is, or when Bruce Wayne is training to be the Bat, and he's, you know, working out and figuring out what he wants to do to to strike fear in the hearts of all the bad guys in Gotham. So, this is, let's see what it says here. Uh, after the season that saw both the Killing Joke and No Man's Land stories brought to life, Fox Goth Fox Gotham is uh, is taking another swing at at a popular Batman mythos in its final installment next year. In addition, in addition to the continuation and evolution, eventual resolution rather of the No Man's Land arc. Gotham is preparing to adapt Batman's Zero Year. Following the earth-shattering events of uh, the season finale, uh, ComicBook.com had the chance to talk to Gotham executive producer John Stevens about what's to come with the, the, uh, when the show returns, and when the, the when and excuse me, and which popular comic series would he ad- be adapted in the final season? Uh, you mean besides No Man's Land? Stevens, uh, Stevens joked. Uh, given that the current season ended with the complete destruction of the city, it was pretty safe to assume that No Man's Land had just begun. However, as Stevens continued, he mentioned that one of the new 52 arcs would come into play. There are, in co- and this is in quotes, there are, and I'm trying to remember which they are. They actually are. There are going to be a little bit of zero year in there, you know, as well. Some of the, of that, of that stuff, especially with Nigma. And there's an, another one. But if I tell you what it is, it really does spoil the story. Huh. I, I You know, I haven't read any of the New 52 comics. I, I, I think I looked at the cover art and I was like, yeah, no, nah, I think I'm good. Um, like I said, I've, I've not been a big comic book reader as far as these stories go. But Batman is definitely one of my favorites as far as the animated stuff goes. And the live action stuff too. Christian Bale's not my favorite, but he still plays Batman, so that's cool in my mind. So, um, and I will share this one on social media so you guys can read the whole thing for yourself. And, uh, actually, I think I've already, did I already, yeah, I think I already, I think this is one of the ones I've already shared on, on social media. So go ahead and check that one out. And, uh, oh, wait, no, I haven't. I'm gonna go ahead and share it now, though. There we go. If either way, I'm just probably gonna be there twice if it is already on there. But oh well. Next on the list of things to talk about, it looks as though um, next season of Arrow, we're gonna see the classic Green Arrow look. He's gonna have the goatee. Now we've seen a little bit of it in I think it was uh, an episode of uh, Legends of Tomorrow where we were in. The, they see a future version of of. Of uh, of uh, of Ollie, and uh, yeah, he has the he has the goatee there. So it looks like they might be bringing that look to this next season. And you know what? Cool, I guess. I mean, it, it really hasn't. Uh, I guess if you're a hardcore comic book reader, you want to see that look because we've already got like they already they went from calling him the Hood to the to Arrow to now the Green Arrow, which is awesome. But um. I guess you know, seeing him wearing the the, the, the goatee. Um, and now that I that I think about it, I'm sitting there thinking about like the other versions of Green Arrow I've seen, from like uh, Justice League Unlimited, and um, and of course there was Smallville. I think the one from Justice League Unlimited, he he wasn't wearing a hood, he was wearing a straight up. Um, Robin Hood kind of outfit with that that goofy looking hat. I don't know what that hat's called, the, the Robin Hood hat. 
So I wonder if we'll ever see that on the show. That'd be I think that'd be kind of funny to be honest. Uh, this is what a Stephen Amell says. This is Star Stephen Amell confirmed that the iconic part of Green Arrow's look from the DC Comics universe will debut in Arrow season seven on the CW. Amell told a crowd of at Motor City Comic Con that he will debut Oliver Queen's classic goatee in Arrow's upcoming season. Just because you've been polite, and just because everyone has been nice to me today, I can break some some news for for you and let you know that season seven I'm going to debut the goatee. So that I think is awesome. Um, yeah, I like it. You know, like I said, I didn't really read the comics. I've I've seen a few animated shows with the character, and he was an alright character. He always seemed like a green Batman to me, and that's kind of how they portrayed him in the, in the show. You know, kind of a a uh, kind of a doom and gloom kind of guy, and doesn't trust anyone, and wants to take out the bad guys and whatnot. So yeah, and maybe that's why I really dug it because Batman has always been my my number one favorite superhero. So I'll go ahead and share that story as well on social media, so you guys can read the whole article if you want. Um, here we go. Love. I love lag on my computer because I'm going to click on something and, and then as soon as I go to click on it, it finishes loading the page and then, of course, the button that I'm trying to click on moves down three inches. <sighs> I need a new computer. <laughs> That's all there's to it. I can't afford one, though. So, well, whatever. Um, someday I'll get myself a, a, I'll get myself a nice machine for doing uh, the podcast on. Um, right now, I actually, you know what? I, I have a good machine for recording, but I want to be able to, I want to have a, a nice machine that I can, like, pull stuff up and, you know, look things up. And I want to be able to, to do other things for the podcast than just audio recordings. And, and it, every time I've tried to record audio on my laptop, it, like, completely craps out. So, yeah. All right, the next story on the list here of things to talk about um it looks like Kevin Conroy defends Ben Affleck's Batman. You know what? Great, because to be honest, my two favorite Batman, and no offense to, to the late, great Adam West, he was amazing. He was the first Batman for me, but my favorites my favorites will always be, uh, well, it has been at least in the last couple of years anyway. Um, Kevin Conroy has been my favorite Batman for the last 20 years. You know, I, in fact, he's one of the few voice actors who's who's actually friended me on Facebook. I I I requested to be added as his friend on Facebook last year. I think it was or year year before, and I, the guy's a busy dude, so I, I I didn't think he would ever respond. But a, you know, a few months later, I got a, a response saying, "Hey, so and so added you as their friend." I looked down and it's Kevin Conroy. He's like, "All right." So Kevin Conroy has been my absolute favorite Batman forever. And I love the fact that he and Mark Hamill came back to play the Batman and the Joker on the Arkham series games. So him, you know, um, defending Ben Affleck or Batfleck as everyone seems to be calling him. Although, you know what, I want to, I want to say that I came up with that, but you know what, I'm pretty sure great minds think alike, so probably not me that started that but I was one of the first people to post Batfleck on Twitter so maybe I did I don't really know I like to think it was me but probably not um this is here over the years plenty of of actors have had the opportunity to to bring Bruce Wayne and Batman to life across different types of media and while Ben Affleck might be while Ben Affleck might still cause some drama from his portrayal in the DC Extended Universe, it sounds like another actor is in his corner. Uh, it goes on to say, Kevin Conroy, who who has portrayed Batman in Batman the Animated Series and other animated projects, was recently asked about the somewhat frequent rumors uh, surrounding Ben Affleck's tenure as the Cape Crusader. As Conroy put it, he has been more than willing to defend Affleck's portrayal as in, in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League. And this is what it says in quotes. Well, the one thing I will say about that, and I'm not going to get into 
commenting on actors' performances. Conrad explained during a panel at MG, MCM London, quote, I don't, I don't know if you're, you're aware, you're pro- you probably are. In the Twitterverse and, and on the internet, there was a lot of criticism when he got cast, saying, oh my god, he's going to be terrible. And I was telling people, wait a minute, give this guy a chance. He's a good actor. Let's see what he does with it, you know? I agree with that 100%. You know, and you know what? I really liked what he did on Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and in Justice League. Despite those movies' shortcomings, I thought the best part of both of those movies was his portrayal as Batman and Bruce Wayne. You know what? If you And if you disagree with me, that's fine. You can disagree with me with all you want. In fact, if you want, bring it to the social media. Let me know what you guys think. Comment. You know, I'm going to post this story on, on Facebook and Twitter. Go ahead and comment on it. Let me know what you think. Tell me why you think that his, his version of Batman isn't the greatest. And I can tell you, I can tell you why I think he's the greatest. Number one, he doesn't, he doesn't speak like he's been gargling battery acid. That really bothered me. No, no, that was stupid. No, don't do that. You know, you can, you can change your voice. You know, you can sound more menacing without having to sound like you've been deep throating a giant cock. You know. Sorry for the language, folks, but that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, I, I, I didn't really care for that. I thought that took away from the character. I thought the way they did it for Ben's Batman was perfect. They used a voice modulator to hide his voice. That's how they did it on Arrow. Oliver Queen, you know, would have been, you know, figured out a lot sooner, and people tried. But he used a voice modulator to hide his voice. I thought that was I thought that was very clever. I thought it was a, a good way of doing that, not having to, you know, completely trash your voice in the process, you know. But uh yeah, he let's see let's see what else it says here. It says I love seeing all the different takes. Conray revealed in an interview last year, I think some of them get Bruce Wayne more than they get Batman. And some of them get Batman more than they get Bruce Wayne. I think Ben Affleck has probably gotten the best balance of the two. He's a he's a good, really good Bruce Wayne and a really good Batman. I agree with that at 150%. That's actually one of the things I liked about it because he, he, he played both parts perfectly. I think Christian Bale did a pretty decent... Bruce Wayne, I really did not like his Batman. That's that's what really kind of killed it for me on on those on those Nolan movies. Um, see what else it says here. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like there's much more out, much else in there as far as there's not any more quotes. But I agree. I think that I think people are just hating because they they they. Th- they think of him as a different character or a different a different movie, you know, and they think that he's not he doesn't fit that that mold. And you know what? For the longest time, he was that guy in those Kevin Smith movies. He was the tall douchey guy <laughs> in the Kevin Smith movies, and he was also the asshole in uh, Dazed and Confused. So I thought maybe that's not an act, but you know what? I think it is because everything else he's done. He's done all kinds of characters. He doesn't play the same guy in every fucking movie, which is awesome. Um, some actors, you know, won't go named <coughs> Cruz, you know, play the same character in every movie. They're this, I'm this, I'm me as this character. I am me as that character, you know. And, and you know what? The, the few times that actor, who shall be unnamed, Tom <coughs> Cruise, um, has done really well in a movie is because he himself um, was covered in prosthetics of some sort, so you couldn't tell it was him. And maybe it was, it's maybe, maybe it's my prejudice, you know. Todd, don't be an asshole. What can I say, Ralph? Um, maybe it's just because I don't like him 
I think the guy's a weirdo. Um, and and he, like I said, I've always he always seems to play the same guy in every movie. But that's how I view him. Doesn't strike me as a very good actor. He, although he gets all these great parts somehow, and uh, I think he's a mediocre actor at best. And he gets he gets lucky into playing some really good roles. Or maybe he has some pull because of his his religious background or whatever. Um, I don't really know. And to be honest, I don't want to talk about that church. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I think there's plenty of actors out there who who probably could do a, a, a good job as Batman or, or uh, Bruce Wayne and probably replace him. But, you know what? He's only done two movies. Let's give him another chance, folks. I'd like to see him do it again, and I'd like to see him do it in a good movie this time. Uh, he... Poor guy, he's, I think, I think, um, I think, I think Justice League, excuse me, I think Justice League would have been a lot better had they not changed directors halfway through production. Certainly it would have been a better movie had they, you know, not had to CGI a mustache off of another actor and not have substandard CGI on a, on a really terrible bad guy. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Um, are we? I don't know if we're going to see him again as Batman. I think... I don't know. I'd like to see him again. Personally, I'd like to see him again. So... Alright, so let's see here. And... Let's take a peek. Make sure I shared that story. I got talking about it and I forgot if I shared it or not. And I don't want to... I don't want to post it twice. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy who posts mul the thing multiple times. So, you know, hey, did you see this? Yeah, when you posted it three days ago. <laughs> or last week, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't look like I put Well, hit me, let me hit refresh. Anyways, while I'm waiting for that, uh, the thing, the other one thing I wanted to talk about was like they announced, and I don't remember if I talked about it last week or not. I probably did, uh, so I apologize if I have. Uh, they announced a new version of Thundercats are coming out, and the internet, of course, had a coronary over it. And I'm one of those people who wasn't real keen on the the new the new design. Um, it's kind of has the um, um, Adventure Time kind of artwork, you know, Teen Titans Go even. They have the, have the, the very kitty-like, you know, uh, pop vinyl type of thing. They, they're really short, gigantic heads, short arms and legs. Chibi, I think is the right word. And, um, so that, that was announced and everybody lost their mind. And I, you know what, after discovering how funny Teen Titans Go is in the last six months, I really hated on that show because it replaced Young Justice, which was my absolute favorite DC animated series pretty much ever. It was so good. The story was awesome. The cast was amazing. The artwork was cool. And they canceled it and replaced it with this... <sighs> Preschool like drawings. I, I, you know, and then a week later they announced, or somebody else announced that uh, the the new version or the new Ghostbusters cartoon that's supposed to be coming out in 2019 or 2020 is going to have a similar look. It looked like it was animated by the same people that do Steven Universe. And I'm sure that's a cool show, but I don't really dig the artwork. That that's again, it's 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 personal preference, man. And and that style of art looks lazy to me. It looks like whoever's animating it, they're focusing more on story and the voices than they are the artwork for the show. And you know, and for the most part, that's okay. 
if people that are going to watch it can get past the art, you know, or they're not expecting anything better, then then yeah, it's fine. But if there's a previous version of the show that has a certain style already, you change that, that's when people go, uh, no, I don't think so. Disappointed! I know, right? Um, so, yeah, I saw that picture. I was like, God damn it, really? No, don't, no, come on. And then... Uh, then, of course, there was a, a post about a new version of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Hello, Double D! You know, love that cartoon. Hey, Eddie! Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, yeah, that was actually a pretty good impression, wasn't it? I was actually surprised how good that sounded in my headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, I can see how that could happen because the original kind of animation for that was kind of um, early two thousands Hanna Barbera style animation, and it kind of lends to that kind of lateral kind of goofy looking cartoon over to this chibi goofy looking cartoon um i don't know i i really think um make squeezing them down and 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 making them look like a little kid drew them is is a bad idea but i guess if the if the target demographic is like you know little kids, then yeah, go for it. That's I'm not that demographic, so it doesn't matter what I think. But knowing that there's already a pre-existing fan base and they're all adults, maybe you shouldn't, you know? Uh, yeah. So, that's and that's just me, folks. I mean, you guys may enjoy those those cartoons just fine, even with the the animation style the way it is or you enjoy the animation style period i don't know but uh on this is another one that kind of falls into that category of um giant head little body cartoon characters with maybe they're going to do a comedy version of this too but it looks like they're um uh new flintstones and scooby doo series ordered for boomerang and it looks very similar um and knowing that Scooby-Doo is going to get a new series, no doubt Frank Welker will be doing uh, Fred and Scooby, and Matthew Lillard will be doing, uh, you know, Shaggy. And I think um, um, Gray uh, Griffin is probably still going to be uh, Daphne. And then I think um, um, the the short brunette from Garfunkel Notes is is da is um, Velma, or at least she was in the last couple series and I think the last animated movie as well. So we'll see. I guess it might be good. Who knows? I might be able to get over the animation style, but come on, really. Um, and circling back around to Deadpool two, I just come across this post that I posted. The I think it was yesterday. Um, there was a, uh, an, an LGBT romance in this movie. If, if that kind of thing bothers you, why are you watching Deadpool anyways? <laughs> but, uh, if it doesn't, and you're like me, and you, you didn't care one way or another, and you thought that the, the additional characters were, 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 were awesome and funny, um, uh, mega teenage warhead, whatever her name was, that the the bald girl from the first one. Well, she's back in this one, and she has a Japanese girlfriend with, you know, cute little, uh, you know, Japanese girl, and you know, black hair with with pink highlights. And every time she sees Deadpool, she's like, "Hi, Wade," and his response is always, "Hi, Yukio." <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all she really says to the whole movie. Every time she shows up, she says hi to Wade, and he responds with hi, Yukio. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of, of those characters, but the movie is called Deadpool and not 
Mega Teenage Warhead, whatever her name was. I, you know what? I think I'm completely missing up that character name, but you know what? Um, and it, it, it's not that it doesn't matter, but it's just, um, it's, it's, I'm not invested that much into the character, I guess. I, that and I just think it's a really awkward long name, and I think it's ridiculous. I think they should give her a short name like, um, Ellen, or, uh, I don't know, something else. <laughs> I was kidding there, folks. Um, let's see what else? What else? Um, yeah, Ed and Eddie talked about that. God, that really. Uh, I don't like that chibi look. That's. Uh, no! <laughs> Ghostbusters, yeah. Then the Ghostbusters screenshot here from that potential new. Ghostbusters looks like Steven Universe. Not digging on it, but you never know. I might actually watch it and, and, and start to not care as much about the animation. Because to be honest, there has been other shows where I've watched it because I liked the original version of the show and I wanted to give it a chance, regardless of what I thought of the animation. That's how I felt about the 2012 version of the Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. Um, I liked the story, I liked the cast. I didn't really care for the this the style of the animation. Didn't bother me that it was CG, but the style of the drawings or the characters kind of bugged me a little bit. But as I continued to watch it and I started to like care less about how they looked and really got invested into the story, yeah. Um let's see here. Oh, I don't know if you guys, and I, I can't remember if I talked about this or not, but one of my favorite sitcoms right now is The Goldbergs. And the last episode of The Goldbergs um, had a cameo appearance by uh, Rick Moranis. Now, you don't see him in the episode, but you hear him. He is the voice of Dark Helmet in that episode. Now my question is this, and this is this is because I listen to a few different podcasts, and I know people have collections of sorts. One of the podcasts I listen to is the ID10T podcast, which is formerly the Nerdist podcast. Chris Hardwick is a huge nerd of posse-like proportions, to quote Kevin Smith. Um, name dropping, folks. Um, not that I know these guys, but these are who I listen to on podcast. Um, Chris actually mentioned in an interview uh, in, in not long ago that he had won in an auction the Dark Helmet helmet, and um, and that he had he had Rick Moranis and Mel Brooks sign it, and he has it on display in his house, and uh, I was like that that is cool. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't. He didn't say how much he spent on it, but I would imagine it's several thousands of dollars. And the fact that he got the guy who wore it in the movie to sign it, as well as the guy who created the movie that it was in to sign, it, that's really cool. Anyways, the reason why I'm bringing up Rick Moranis is that, uh, and the fact that he was on on Goldberg's is somebody posted this thing. Um, he actually the reason why he kind of stepped away from Hollywood. All those years ago, is because his wife died of cancer, and he was basically um, wanted to be a dad. He wanted to be a dad to his kids. He didn't want he didn't want his kids to be raised by, you know, a butler or a maid or whoever, you know, a, someone who works for him. He wanted to be a dad, and I think that's the coolest thing ever. He he actually he the, at the time of this happened with him. He was in the height of his of his popularity back in 1997, I think it was. You know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and all that stuff. He was super popular. You know, his you know his his partner, his wife, she she passes away, and instead of you know, going headlong into his career and, and you know and and not dealing with it, he stayed home and he did the best role he could ever do was play dad. 
I think that's awesome. So many people care more about, you know, providing for their family more than they do actually spending time with their family. I think that, yes, you're providing a roof over your child's head, but they hardly ever see you. He was able to be there for his kids when they were growing up. And I think I think he's just now kind of getting back into Hollywood. I know for a while there he was doing a band. He had a band where he played music. Um I just I remember hearing it in, in an interview where he's like, Yeah, I'm doing music and he didn't he didn't really specify the kind of music it was, but that just that he was doing it. And you know what? To be honest, I, I couldn't imagine what kind of music he would play, so I didn't really want to look it up. I didn't want it like, you know what, I don't really need to know that side of him. I you know I have my styles of music that I like, and he may be, have similar tastes, who knows. But I didn't want to like go, oh, it's that. No, no, I don't like it. So I didn't want to ruin that my image of this, this awesome actor by associating him with a style of music that I just don't care about. So... Yeah, so I posted this a while back, and it's it's basically about how he he you know he he's a good dude. He's a nice guy. He's a he's a he's a responsible dad. You know, um, I honestly I'm I'm I think I'm your average forty something year old that grew up in a dysfunctional family. I have one parent who's dead, and another one which you know. <sighs> can't even finish that damn joke. I love my dad. Don't get me wrong. But he drives me bonkers. And uh, I, I really try not to let the things he says and does affect me because he is my dad. But sometimes it's difficult, you know. Sometimes I wish... Sometimes I wish I had, you know... Hell, I wish I had Ted... Uh, not Ted. Excuse me. Sometimes I wish I had Al Bundy, not Ted Bundy, fuck that, uh, Al Bundy. I mean, even Al Bundy cared about his kids and, you know, showed them love. My dad, you know, he has his own set of issues. And you know what? I still love him, It doesn't, it, but it doesn't excuse, it doesn't excuse the things he has said. So, I'm not going to go into what happened growing up and why I have my dad issues, but it just suffice to say that I do, I have dad issues. And, um, besides, he's probably going to be hearing this at some point. He he tells me he listens to my podcast once in a while. So I, I don't really want to go on about how, how much, you know, what kind of things my dad has done over the years. Because, honestly, that's, this podcast isn't about that. So, anyways, getting on to other things. Back to the podcast. Meanwhile. Yes, um... Another bout of ADD, brought to you by Todd Sellers. Um, let's see what else here. Oh, my cousin Marianne, Marianne, uh, Marianne Riley. I had to think for a second there. <laughs> I don't think about you know when I when I'm talking to my family, I don't think you know what's their last name. Um, she actually started up her own Facebook page for her comedy. And I know we've we've had I've had her on the podcast in the past, and it's in the classic episode. So I'll probably I might actually post that episode here in the next you know week or so, so you guys can hear her. She's really funny. But if um, if you guys don't want to wait for me to post that, you can check out her Facebook page if you go to facebook.com/slash Marianne Riley Comedy, or you can just search for Marianne Riley Comedy on Facebook, and you'll you'll uh, well. Um, <laughs> I was like, hey, you'll see a picture of her, but yeah, you don't know who she is, so you may not recognize the picture, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a brand new page. I, I'm I'm helping her with it, and we posted some videos of her, you know, interviewing some people and, and had some funny conversations and and yeah. So check that out if you like stand up comedy. You should definitely definitely like my my cousin's Facebook page, Marianne Riley Comedy. Look it up. Um, let's see here. Talked about that, talked about that. 
Oh, I didn't talk about this. Where is it? I don't want to read the whole thing just to find out it's at the very bottom or right in the middle. Uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to read it. It's basically it was Kevin Conway's talking about why the Batman animated series got canceled. I'll go ahead and share it so you guys can you know read the whole story yourself. Usually I try to like look ahead in, at these stories so I have an idea of what it was what was said, but I'm not seeing where it says. So I'm just gonna go ahead and share that so you guys can read it for yourself. All right. Um, oh, and I don't remember if I've said this in previous episodes. I'm sorry, folks. I'm really super ADD today. Um, they finally announced that Bill and Ted 3 is definitely happening. They've, they've been hinting at it. They've been saying, oh, we've got a script and da-da-da. But they finally are moving forward with, with uh, making this movie. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see what happened to Bill and Ted. Uh, you know, so, um, speaking of Keanu Reeves, it looks as though John Wick is getting a third chapter. Did you like John Wick and John Wick 2? I loved them both. I thought they were awesome. I bought the first one, and I think I'm going to end up buying the, uh, second one at some point, and probably the third one, too. But it looks like he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's getting, a, it's, is it a new dog? Because the first dog was killed. I mean, you can't bring back, you know, unless John Constantine's going to show up. Not played by Keanu Reeves, by the way, I would, I would imagine, anyway. But, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, it looks like it's it's a different dog entirely. So that's cool. Hopefully this one doesn't get killed in the first five minutes of the movie. Maybe it'll be halfway through or something. Um, see. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, th I thought this was um, kind of some cool news with uh, all the stuff happening in Hollywood these last this last year. Um, you know, Bill Cosby, Mr. Weinstein, all these people that are like turning out to be real. F what's the right word? Um, dickheads, assholes. You know, jack holes. Anyways, I remember hearing a few months back that somebody accused uh, George Takei. Oh my! Of uh, of sexually harassing them, and it turns out that person who said this, um, apparently has said, "Well, I was I was wrong," or um. Well, let's see what it says here. In November of 2017, Scott Brunson publicly and on the record accused George Takei of sexually assaulting him one night in 1981. Brunson claimed that Takei drugged him and touched his genitals. Takei claimed this event did not occur and that he did not even remember meeting Brunson. Brunson Brunson's claim that he and Takei met for coffee years later in some comments made by Takei. Um, and years later in some comments made by Takei on the Howard Stern show caused some doubt. In, caused some, some, to, some to doubt Takei's res response. Uh, this is here. Brunton recently spoke with the Observer and, and walked back s uh, some of his claims about Takei. Brunton now says that he doesn't actually remember Takei touching his genitals and that he and Takei did not meet for coffee years later. He also stated that whatever occurred between himself and Takei on that night in 1981 did not leave him traumatized. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that George Takei was was um, cleared of any wrongdoing, because you know he's a nice dude. I actually met him and his husband a few years back at Emerald City Comic Con, and uh, it was a really cool meeting. Of there's there's very few times I've met like someone who um, 
I wouldn't say he was a hero of mine, but he he's definitely a cool person I like on social media. He posts some funny stories, and I like some of the interviews I've seen of him. And he seems like a nice guy. And, uh, and so is Brad, for that matter. They're both really cool people. And um, so I'm glad to hear that this is, you know, done for him anyway. Good for you. Let's see what else. I think that's... Uh, oh, and... I had a few things to, about Kevin Conroy and, and Batman to talk about. I totally missed this other story that I had pulled up here. I had it pulled up, but I forgot I had it pulled up. Thank you, ADD. Um, uh, even the legendary voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy of Batman the Animated Series fame, had to admit that the Dark Knight trilogy star Christian Bale's Batman voice was really something. Yeah, something. It's a big pile of shit, if you ask me. <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Nobody else. Well, I suppose if you agree with me, then it's not just me. But, I, anyways. Conroy was a guest on MCM's Comic-Con and thought he was... And though he was reluctant to critique other actors' performances, he had to admit that there was something a little strange about Bale's growling... Batman voice. It sounded weird, Conroy said. What can I say? It sounded like he had laryngitis. But he he does Bruce Way. My god, the nail the nails Bruce Wayne he nails Bruce Wayne. He's a terrific actor. Did you see American Psycho? I mean, he's a wonderful actor, but his voice was weird as Batman. And, yeah, that's the only complaint I really had of those movies was the voice. That, and I, I wasn't too keen on the Tumblr at first, but, wow, that thing is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead, I'll hit, go ahead and share that story if you guys want to read the whole thing. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of read that part, because I agree with Kevin on that. I never liked the, the gravelly... He always reminds me of... Uh, um, uh, South Park. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> uh, and then there was the... Uh, Pete Holmes, actually, I think I think is that guy's name. He does this really funny video. I think it was on Funny or Die. Or maybe it was College Humor. And Batman finds his voice, I think is the name of the video. And he's trying all these different voices. He does like John Malkovich. He does Jerry Seinfeld. Where's the money? <laughs> Where's the money, Fuck face. <laughs> I don't do those impressions well, but and and then after you know he he had been going through all these <laughs> all these different voices, he finally his his voice is all hoarse from trying all these different characters, and he's like, Where, "Where's the money? Where's the drugs?" Yeah, that was a pretty funny video. <laughs> I thought it was funny, <laughs> and that's what matters, right? What I, no. Um, let's see here. I think that's, I think that's everything for today. You know, and I, I haven't done any of those conspiracy theory things last couple episodes, uh, cause I've been kind of busy and haven't really had a chance to find some good ones to, to, to put on the podcast, but I will bring that back. I, I think I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Also, I did some um, some reaction videos on the Stardust app. If you're on Stardust, just do a search for 206 Geek, or you can search for Todd Sellers. Either one, you should be able to find me. And uh, follow me there. And uh, and I try to post whenever I go and see a movie. And I have I have yet to do a uh... wait. Did I do a review? Let me take a look real quick. I can do this while I'm recording, right? All right. Yes, I'm still recording. Cool. All right. So, um, oh wait, I, I won't be able to do that because my device is in airplane mode, so I can't, I can't do it right now. Anyways, go ahead and, and look for me on on the Stardust app. There's lots of cool uh, reaction videos for movies and TV episodes and movie trailers, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun, cool app. Think think of like um, Snapchat or or Instagram video, but uh, it's 
has a, a cool community, and it's just just reaction videos to to movies and stuff. So that's cool. Um, let's see. I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and um, I will talk to you guys next time. Tron or TMG. You're a 206 geek, a 206 geek. If you're hitting up a barcade, spending all your weeks, you're a 206 geek, a 206 geek. If you're addicted to the novelties at Archie McPhee, you're a 206 geek, a 206 geek. If you enjoy some pipe smoke on a duck truck boat, you're a 206 geek, a 206 geek. If you get your fandom on at half a dozen cons, you're a 206 geek, a 206 geek. If you're dropping your income, turning trolling car kingdom, you're a 206 geek, a 206 geek. We'll